Hi, I'm Tanya Schechter. And I'm Matthew Gould, and we are the co-authors of Lead From Your Heart, The Art of Relationship-Based Leadership, now available on Amazon. Matt and I also co-founded the HTI Institute because we wanted to lead the conversation on relationship-based leadership and how your life's overall quality is impacted by your ability to navigate your relationships. And we brought this podcast to life for our listeners like you, so we could go in depth into different business-related topics in each episode to help further the conversation and have a positive impact on leaders and their impact on their organizations. This is HTI Conversations. Welcome. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning, Tanya. How you doing today? Uh, I want to share a story with you today, actually. Oh, yeah? Was, okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut you off because I'm so excited to tell you. Um, we, write, we write in our book about values in Chapter yeah, 3. Absolutely. Key component. And I'd love to hear what, it, what key is to you, and I'll, I'll share the story first. I was meeting with a client yesterday and they have beautifully displayed on their wall their core values. And, and their core values are amazing. And, the, and I was wondering why there continues to be some customer experiences that are a less than outcome. You know, there's, there's frustration or there's disappointment. And then there's this conflict. And then with teammates and uh, employees and managers, you know, eight times out of 10, it's an exceptional experience. And there's those, those two out of 10 times where it's a less than experience. Once again, there's, there's relationship conflict. And what we did yesterday was we took all of the core values, the four core values, and we backward engineered situations that were bad, like the outcome was a negative. And every single time is because one of the values was not incorporated into action. And then we took some positive scenario, like some really good, you know, five-star Google review experiences, and we unpacked them. And every single time, each of the values was displayed and put into action. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that with you. You know, the power of values when they're taken from words on a wall, and they're actually applied in situations. I love what you're saying, and so that's something that I think we've talked about a lot in the past. Is it's really values, you know, people talk about them, oh, values, it's touchy-feely, fluffy stuff. And yet, when you start thinking about it, you know, only 10% of organizations who have values tend to actually live them. And those are the ones who are typically really, really successful. Mm -hmm. And when you see that the values become operationalized, so it's not just putting them up and saying, yeah, this is what we stand for. But when they start becoming a way of gauging your success, of making decisions, and putting yourself in alignment with them, people start being true to themselves and start to achieve the purpose that an organization start to achieve the purpose that they, they're professing that they're supposed to be. So, um, as you know, I love Patagonia as, a, as an organization, <laughs> right, that yeah. does that. And they are exactly that. They have their values, and they consistently... Um, live into them. Amgen is another one that I think we've talked about. And it's one where for a long time, it's a pharmaceutical 
company and they've been extremely, extremely successful. And at first it was kind of, they just would go about their business. And then at one point, one guy was like, oh, I think we need some values. So he started to draw them up. And then I think it was either, you know, the VP or the president or somebody's like, actually, this is really like way too important for just one guy to do. We've got to Mm. get everybody's buy-in, right? Mm. And so they started to work the whole company to figure out what were their actual values. And their values are so strong that they make their decisions based on their values. So one time, you know, um, a VP or somebody high up had hired this guy they took them out to lunch or something in the f- happened in the first couple of weeks and somebody lower down fired them. And the higher up guy was like, well, I hired him personally. I'm really like happy with him. And the guy's like, you know, he's not living into any of our values. And that's what we say. If somebody can't represent our values, they don't belong here. And then the higher up guy was like, yeah, actually you're right. There's nothing I can say to that. And so they live their values and they have been successful year after year after year. Yeah, so so inspiring to hear that, and and it sounds it sounds easy, and I don't know what you think about this. My perspective is when we have values and we believe in them, they are easy to execute, and it takes work. I think the key part is it takes work. It takes work to hone in on them. You know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh yeah, this is my personal value." I, you know family is important to me or this, the obvious ones. And it takes work to really drill down and find out what actually is our value. It's easy to, to state the obvious things that are important to us, but are those our core values? Not necessarily. Are those the things that inform every single decision that we want to make and that we'll feel good about if we act in alignment with them? Not necessarily. So it takes work to first figure out and really clearly identify what our core values are. And then it takes work to return to them and apply to them, apply them, even if there's a downside. Because sometimes there may be an immediate downside to applying the itch. You know, there's some kind of a fallout, but the bigger upside is down the road. And that's where it takes work and discipline to really apply them. Yeah, it's not necessarily convenient at the time. It's not it's not yeah. easy. And if you're gonna live in alignment with values, it's it's worth doing the work. It reminds me of that workshop yesterday where the individual understood the words in his head and he struggled to he asked, you know, how would I do this under pressure? And you know, there's no, there's, there's no great time to use your values other than all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not during the good times we just use them. It's also when, when there's challenging times. Yeah, it's, it's easy to use them in the good times because it's a no-brainer. It's way harder to use them in the hard times when you're having to make, too hard, make a choice between two things, each mm-hmm. of which has consequences. And then the question is, which one is going to bring me or my me and or my organization into alignment with who we say we are, what we stand for and what we believe in. Yeah. Right. What's going to bring us back and closer towards that. Yeah. So, so I have a question for you. We, I love your perspective. Yesterday we, I stated that you can't assign someone the values. So if you and I, well, we do work for the same company. If, if we worked for the same organization, say a bigger one, I can't assign, this is a perspective I'm looking for from you. We, I can't assign the values to you and say, live the values. I, I, our debate yesterday, our discussion yesterday was 
values are for you to live by, not to assign to someone else. Absolutely. What do you think of that perspective? I, agree with that. I think it's not something that you can assign to something. It's something someone you can offer them, but somebody has to claim them for themselves. Mm. They have to own them. If you don't own them, they're not your values. Mm. There's something that can sound great, but it's not, it's not meaningful to you. Hmm. So how would, how would you unpack that with someone? So if, if we do work for the same company, like many of our listeners or our teams, and they work for the same company, if we can't assign them, how do we, how do we make them our own? So I think that's where the personal values come into play, right? It's figuring out what our personal values are and seeing if there's overlap. If there's no overlap, there's a complete disconnect, then the question is, what are you doing working for a company whose values you don't buy into? Mm, yeah, maybe there's not a fit. Yeah. And if there is overlap, it's identifying where that overlap is. How can, we, how can I fit my personal values for what this company is really professing and mm. what they're saying that they want to be and live by? And where can I find the alignment between the two? Yeah, I love hearing you talk. I, I, it makes sense to me what you're saying in terms of understanding your own core values, doing that work can then help you understand and interpret the, the company or the team's core values. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, you know, as, as we've been unpacking values with, with clients, one of the, one of the cool exercises I don't believe is in our chapter three is to actually write out what do your company's values mean to you? Like put them in your own words. Don't, don't take the, the corporate mission statement and the values and read that and study that. Take the headline of the value and then make it your own, like, like interpret it, define it. And then what actions can you take to live in alignment with that? Yeah, I love what you're saying and offering to people as, a, as an exercise because values are so personal that mm -hmm. if people can't personalize them, they're just words on a wall or words on a letterhead or a slogan, right? They're not something that people can live and breathe life into. So there has to be some way of claiming them and owning them personally for it to be widespread throughout a company. What just came up for me as you said that is there's that expression, words matter and actions matter more. My, what I'm hearing you say is words matter and actions matter. Both matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not a one or the other or one's yeah. better than. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, if you haven't had a chance to download the first two chapters of Lead From Your Heart, The Art of Relationship-Based Leadership, please do go and visit htiinstitute.com forward slash resources. And we look forward to hearing from you as yeah. you do so. And the, the book will be out on May 20th, at which point you can read a lot more about values and do some exercises around uncovering your own personal values and tying them to your companies. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to HCI Conversations on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast from. And check us out on Instagram at HTI Institute and online at htiinstitute.com 
And visit Amazon to pick up your copies of our book, Lead From Your Heart, The Art of Relationship-Based Leadership. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions about the HTI Institute, our book or podcast, or about relationship-based leadership. You can send your questions to matt at htiinstitute.com or tanya at htiinstitute.com. Thanks so much for listening.